Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who've had enough of this shit. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 482. This is the Detroit Lions 2023 training camp is here. The start of our show. And it's it's an onslaught of Detroit Lions podcast information starting today for you. We've got a lot of stuff in the wings, a lot of stuff coming. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my potentially even more dashing co-host, Jeff, the Riz, who ain't got the Riz. Rizden, how you doing, brother? <laughs> that would be correct. Yes. Um, I'm... Uh... I am incredibly sleep deprived. It probably shows in my face and will probably show in my voice and my stream of consciousness. If if I start to nod over, just like hit a horn or something and all. Punch. Yeah. Um, it's good to be doing a live show again because we missed it last week. Yeah. I missed you, Chris. I missed you too, it's brother. Good to be back. I've been so all over. I've been I've been to Raleigh, Detroit, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and one other place that I can't remember since like June. It's been insane, but we're back in. We're back in the seat. We're running and rocking and rolling. We got a lot to talk about. We got the warm-ups, new little segment to kick things off at the beginning. Uh, don't forget, uh, or just to let you know, fantasy football is here. You can get that going. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we're going to go player by player through a, a couple of the really uh, big name, big news players that have been hitting right now. This is good stuff. Uh, we're going to give a little love to the Johnson, to Ben Johnson. We're going to talk about injury scares, the terrifying world of an NFL fan. Denzel Mims and a whole lot more. We've got a plethora of topics to cover today. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Woo! We're doing it. I love that movie. Three Amigos, underappreciated '80s movie. Oh, for reals, for reals. Kids today would have no clue like that. It's fun. It's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, all right, uh, Joe Kelsey, thank you, sir. Thank you very much for the subscribe. Appreciate that. Uh, everybody out there, please hit the subscribe button, the like button, all that that helps us out. This is it. This is where everything starts, man. We are going to really uh, just be pouring this stuff on you this year. Um, we've got a, a, some really big plans. So um, just get ready, get with us, and uh, join Joe Kelsey on the subscribe. Also, really quick. And a quick couple of quick, you know, housekeeping things here. The logo on the audio podcast is changing. Don't get lost. Don't be afraid. In about a month. I know I've been telling you folks for that, but this is the kind of year when people come and go a little bit as the season waned and then now it's kicking off. It's going to change, but don't freak out. We'll, we'll still be here. Same thing. Just a little bit different logo. Kind of like what you see in the bottom of the YouTube screen if you're watching us on YouTube now. Also, it's like, it's like if, if you if you know what Twitter is. It's still Twitter, even though they call it an X or something now, but it's the same thing. Yes. That's kind of what's going on here. Yeah. 
Uh, training camp party, August 5th this year. Ticks are on sale now. Go to party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Still have some left. Working on a pretty big guest. There's hints and stuff along the way here. Well, you'll, you'll hear. But uh, Uptown Grill, Commerce Township, August 5th. Doors at 630. We do a live show. You're in the audience. Have a lot of fun. Dan Miller's there. We're there. There's door prizes. Um, you can you can win stuff. Food's included in the, in the price of the tickets. We don't make any money. It's paying for the room, paying for the food. It's hanging out and having a good time, drinking beer or all the soda you want for free. That's included in your in your price. But we have a great time every year. And uh, we hang out till they, they kick us out, which is usually about 2 a.m. And if they, for some reason, get grumpy, there's an after party. So we got, we got you covered. Don't worry. Uh, August 5th, Uptown Grill and Commerce Township. Get your tickets. Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Please don't forget to join us. It's going to be a good time. Also, you've only got 10, it's 10 days away, Chris. It's 10 days. I know. I know. It's so cool. I love it every year. Like I, I'm nervous up until it happens. And then as it happens and afterward, it's just this glow. I'm so happy. Like the day before I'm like, I wish we didn't do this. I wish we didn't do this. I get like the whole, like <laughs> there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes yeah, to make this yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. There really is. All right. And then fantasy football, fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. We've got the intermediate and professional leagues or championship leagues this year. Get in there, win some money. Uh, 12 people to a league. The top four win prizes. I mean, can't go wrong with that. Uh, fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get in there. That is a fundraiser. Uh, we do try to make a little money on that, and uh, but you can win money, too. It's well worth it. It's a great time with some great people. I tell you, listeners to the show are, are all great, great folks. All right, that's it. That's that's all the, the announcements. Thanks for hanging with us through that. Let's get into the Detroit Lions. Uh, Don, I might be. Uh, let's let's get into this. Um, warm-ups. I don't know if you saw this, Riz. Uh, Snoop Dogg hanging out with Calvin. We saw the picture. I have to say that, to me, that's a sign from the heavens that we have finally hit peak recreational weed this is truly mainstream now right i mean <laughs> so was, was snoop like doing a concert or something so i i've been so, so for those of you who don't know i haven't been uh, I'm, I'm in my house right now i have not been here since thursday morning until about 3 a.m last night and i will be leaving here at 8 a.m tomorrow morning and i won't be back here again until a week from monday <laughs> so uh, i i'm fried already uh, and I don't know what's going on. So was, was it, did they, did they have a show in Detroit? Uh, I don't even know. No, I, they, they got together. I forget even what it was about, but all I had to do is see Cal, uh, Calvin with Snoop and I knew the world was right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you, you know, you know what's going down with that. Oh man. Um, and really- Hey, it's, it's legal here in Michigan. Yeah. It's, it's apparently legal in Missouri too, because I just came from there and I got to tell you that every billboard that isn't a personal injury lawyer is marijuana, just like Michigan. I, I about got a contact high in the airport in Las Vegas. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's just legal everywhere now. Um, all right. Uh, hey, thanks for jumping in the Lions live stream marathon during the ISD uh, inside the den countdown. How many hours left? Not too many. It goes live the 27th. We're happy to, to be here to help you guys go and do the thing. And to, today is, is, I do know it's the 26th today. I don't know why Good I know that, you. but I do. Good for you. Um, ben Diesel, yes, the podcast and training camp is back right excited for riz's gout out gout shout out segment <laughs> uh, that's a good one um i'm good on gout so i i gotta say this i have not had an alcoholic beverage since the last live show we did oh my um, which was two weeks ago wow good for yeah. you good for yeah. you it's all i could do trying to get in shape trying to <clears throat> trying to do my body better 
It's all I could do when I was in uh, in New Jersey last week is crush the silver bullets. But we'll talk about that. Uh, we've got the new Let's Go FTP, FTB, FTV. Everybody knows what those are. We've added FTJ because you know the Jets. And FTE for the Eagles, too. We'll talk about that a little bit as we get going here. But um, the last thing, uh, ups and downs of training camp. It wouldn't be the start of training camp if it wasn't Dan. The man Campbell doing his up downs. And uh, he was saying, you know, last year, it's funny. You get older. Doesn't matter how good a shape you're in. You find just little things here to, to talk about why you kind of weren't where you maybe used to be. Right. It just happens. It creeps up on you. And you believe them at first. Yeah. Right. I think Dan believes it. last year. Remember, it was the wrist. Drink. Ah, I hurt my wrist. I tripped right. over the dog. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 This year, it's like, oh, man, AG was doing it fast. It was a faster reps than normal. Right? <laughs> but I loved it. He knocked it out. That's the thing. That's that's your coach. And that's one of the, the hallmarks of this team. They are real. And he's they not are. just he's they not are. just going through them. He's like literally doing them like he's trying to make the team like that's it, this isn't just a coach that's, you know, doing that for show. Like he's he's serious on this. Like he he's, he's got that competitiveness going with A.G. Like uh, my, my coordinators are going to outshine me. Come on. <laughs> I, I love that. I love it. Black Lion, thanks for the uh, the intel. We'll go around the division here with one quick comment. Looks like Jordan Love was overthrowing his receivers all day today. LOL, FTP fully. FTP, brother, support that. Um, all right, let's get into it. I want to start with a train. And it's a train that, you know, people weren't sure if they were on it or not. There's some, some the wheels were a little wobbly at first, but a guy named Peter Schrager let people know that this train is a bullet train, high speed rail, maglev, the whole story. The Jameer Gibbs hype train is freaking rolling. And everything we've seen, um, this is, there's a couple things about it. One, God, he really is an offensive weapon. He is all the things they talked about. But here he is flying in the face of the standing conversation in the league right now of running backs aren't valued. We're not going to, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not paying them. We're not, we're just throwing them away and we're done with them. Jameer Gibbs is the guy that makes a case for what a running back of the future and one that might get paid looks like if he can deliver on the promise that's here right now from what we're seeing with him, he can redefine that position and potentially the pay scale for that position. You know, I think one of the things that goes with that is that he's paired with a talented back as well. And I think mm. that's the trend that you're seeing more and more of. Why is Saquon Barkley asking for that kind of money that he, uh, he apparently got? Um, because he, the Giants don't have anybody else. Why does Nick Chubb get the money in Cleveland? Because they, they got rid of everybody else. Mm. Like the solo backs, uh, the Derrick Henrys of the world, they are the dying breed. It's having dynamic multiple presences that you can present like the Lions are trying to do with a two-back look, having guys that are versatile enough to do each other's job, but also have individual specialties within it, which I think we see quite a bit with Jameer Gibbs and, and David Montgomery even already. I think that's the trend. And if they're happy each getting eight and a half million a year, I'm just throwing the figure out there, rather than one of them getting 15, that's that's the secret sauce for the running back pace down in the future. And I think that's you know, this is something uh, I did. I did a recent podcast with uh, the Prime Sports Network. Our, our guys from our lads, Greg, mm -hmm. uh, was gracious enough to have me on. And one of the things that we talked about at the beginning of that was it's cyclical. Like the running backs are devalued now. But what's going to happen is that the defenses adjust that much more to the passing game. And yep. all of a sudden, the ground and pound comes back. It's, it happens all the time. 
It, it absolutely does. And the Lions are in a very good position to take advantage of that because they have multiple backs that can do multiple things, which means that if one defense overloads, like let's say it's a linebacker-heavy defense, you probably get Gibbs on the field a little bit more. If you got a, a base dime team, and we could actually see that from a couple of opponents this year, David Montgomery up the ass, baby. This, Just like the Metallica sword coming out the toilet. This is the... We talked about this. We talked about this at the end of last season and all off season about how the NFL changes, how it evolves and how the lions for the first time really seem to be on that front end of that evolution, particularly at the running back position and how they've doubled down and changed that position this off season. Just it belies the fact that 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 kind of 3d underwater chess that Brad Holmes continues to play. And, And you know, it's, it's absolutely a partnership with, uh, Dan Campbell, Coach Campbell, and and Ben Johnson as to what they want to do with that offense. And uh, look, a lot of people early on in, in in Coach Campbell's tenure were saying he's not an X and O's guy. They were buying the meathead hype, right? Um, but I think people are starting to realize that Coach Campbell's a lot more involved in the offense than maybe they thought hey, of. Yeah, he yeah. he can't he can't, they can't get away with that anymore. Uh, yeah. Campbell is very involved in the not just like the play calling. But play schematic design, uh, I know we talked a lot, and, and they've talked a lot about how Ben Johnson and Jared Goff got together before last year to make it more friendly. Don't think Dan Campbell wasn't involved in that, too. Yep. Don't, yep. don't think that for a second. Yeah, for real. <laughs> he's in there. He knows that he's he's got a very good feel for what his players do well. And I think that he's going to tailor things a little bit more to that because uh, there are instances – where he has like pulled rank a little bit on Ben Johnson and, and gone with what he does. Um, I know I know Ben does call the plays, and and it's basically Ben's offense. But Dan's fingerprints are the basis behind what Ben is doing too. Make and, make no mistake about that. And if you think about it from a leadership and an organizational and a success planning perspective, the idea that Ben Johnson could leave. And he's he's perfectly capable, and that's part of what you do. They are doing as an organization is building their people up so that they can be better and growing their people. You can't have just like you can't have a single running back to do it all. You can't have a single coach to do it all. It's it's all about uh, the team and the group being the success, and and that's it's really I think what what you've got here and what we're looking at. Um, really quick, we're talking about the hype train on Jameer Gibbs, and Jameer it Gibbs. and and we also so good. The, the start of. The uh, the uh, training camp, it wouldn't be the same. If we're talking about hype trains, we're talking about the start of training, training camp, we're talking about Dan, Dan Campbell, we have to get a little taste of last When it year. comes to the soothing light at the end of your tunnel, it's just a freight train coming your way. Named Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so stoked. All right, Jameer Gibbs. I can't wait to see him make somebody look stupid in practice. I don't, I, even if it's like somebody that I love, like I'm tough good with that, but... <laughs> Joint practices that are coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be so much fun to watch you. Uh, sadly, our old friend Jared Davis with the Giants, unfortunately, is out for the season already. And that that, that sucks, man. Yeah, like, he's such a great guy. Uh, Jared, Jared is a great guy. We crap on his game a lot. We love Jared Davis, the dude, and we're rooting yep. for him to make a nice comeback. But unfortunately, he's injured and, and out for the year. Yeah, and he's be- the exact... So, He's the exact type of linebacker that Jameer Gibbs is going to make look stupid. I hope he's the kind of guy that can turn the post career into like a good media career or something because he deserves it. Yeah, he absolutely. absolutely. Deserves it. He's a good football mind. 
Um, it's just mm-hmm. the player piece is a little bit, you know, not what, what you would love to him. So he just, he doesn't, he doesn't react to what he sees well enough on the field with his athleticism. And, and now he's, his body's just given out on it. It, it sucks because he, yep. he's a genuinely good dude. Yep. He really is. But. All right. I want to get into, there's a question here. Steve Wilds asks, how does Levi look? Look, by all reports, Levi looks good. Now, everyone's running around in shorts right now. Everybody looks good in shorts. He says he feels good. That's great. I hope he does. I hope it's all real. Riz is going to be there Friday. Why? Because that's yep. the first day of pads. Why? Because it kind of, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it's a lot of personal stories up until the pads go on. When the pads go on, it starts to get real and it starts to get really about football. Right, Riz? Yeah. M- most of what's going on now is install. They're teaching the new players where they fit in the organization, what they expect out of practices, how meetings are going to be run. Like that's, that's what the first few days of training camp are. You're not seeing no, it's no contact. It's no pads. Um, a lot of it is not full speed. Um, even with the wide receivers and quarterbacks and cornerbacks that ends. Um, so they we're recording this Wednesday night. They are off on Thursday. And then they will come back, and two of the next four practices will be padded. I assume that one of those will be Friday. I don't actually know that. It could actually be Saturday. But they don't do padded practices back-to-back either. So I would assume that it's probably going to be Friday and Sunday. We'll see. But uh, that, I, I'm excited to, to look at that because then you might remember that at this time last year, Levi Anzarike also looked pretty good. And then the very first time that another player touched him, his back went out. And we hadn't seen him since. So that's that's where the test is going to be. Is that this is and and well, let's talk about Levi for a quick second on this. Yeah, I want I really want to because, because uh, go ahead. He, he although let me just really quick. Everything that yeah. everyone says, including the coaches, and and the co- I don't see the coaches not being honest. This may be a very miraculous comeback by what they're saying and what they're yes. seeing. This I'm I am absolutely I I you know I will eat my words I will eat my hat I will eat this sweet shirt you guys have seen in a minute um, uh, <laughs> if needed because there's nothing more than I've wanted than to see Levi Anzarike come out succeed and be everything that he can be if he comes back from this and is healed I will be the first one in the I love you. Levi's uh, line because he deserves it, man. I would love to see that, that redemption arc for him. Absolutely. But I'm seeing people are like, Oh, he's going to come back and dominate. I'm like, you got to understand a little context here. This is a guy who has not practiced football for three of the last four seasons. He's missed two of the last three because he couldn't walk or walk normal. Like he is so far behind in his developmental curve from where you would expect a guy being in his third NFL season. Remember, he did not play in his last season at Washington. And the season before that, they held him out of practices because he had a back problem then. So this is a guy who has gotten by basically on sheer physical ability. And when that physical ability went away, he had nothing. So there's... I, look, I get the sentiment that, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. We're getting, we might actually get something out of our second-round pick from a couple of years ago, and it's great that he's trying and, and hasn't given up on himself. I freaking love that. But if you're thinking that he's going to be an impact player on the football team, maybe just scale back those expectations a little bit. Um, try doing something that you know as physically demanding as playing football without literally, literally one practice for two years, two of the last three years. Yep. 
keep that in mind if you're seeing him struggling a little bit, if he's running with a third team, if he's not going to beat out Christian Covington or or Benito Jones for a spot, like that, that's that's real. Um, it, it's nothing against Levi. It's, that's the reality. The guy's been hurt so much. His development has been so stunted that anything that he can show at all is a testament to how, how dedicated he is and how naturally gifted he is. But don't expect him to come out and dominate or start or anything like that. You're asking way too much. Maybe he will. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, oh, God. But yeah. don't. Don't don't be putting the burden of expectation of he's got to come on like don't don't do that to the dude that's not fair to him it really isn't yep hundred percent um what are your expectations for Brian Branch Steve Wilds has that question I'm gonna I'm gonna save that and I, I've I've put it into our I put it into we, our we have, notes here we have a corollary topic that yeah yeah let's we'll let hold on that Steve we will get that to you we'll answer that question for you Casey says I've written Levi off. I'm more intrigued to see Charles Harris or Derek Barnes have a great up, upcoming season. I'm in it all three. And I apologize, folks, about my voice. I'm I'm feeling on top of all. He the was coughing like going. a madman before we went on here. I'd be inhaling the Ludens if I were you, Chris. <laughs> I picked up something. Hope it ain't the vid. Uh, all right. So we got all that going on. Um, yeah, there suck. we go. Hope, hope he, yeah, God. I hope Levi doesn't do himself long-term harm. I want to talk Tim Stein in the. That, uh, that's That's the other part of that, too. I don't think the Lions trainers would let him do it if they felt that he was putting himself more at risk. I, yeah, absolutely. 100%, 100%. It's a good sentiment nonetheless. And I think if they thought he would hurt himself, they might let him get vested this year by working and not hurting himself and, and getting him to the point yeah. where he gets the whole pension, the whole thing. But it looks like this is for real. So I, I, I love it. I love that the Lions so, are giving so, him a man. shot. And, 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 you know, I hope he can make the very, very best of it and, and, and turn it into something very, very special like we thought he would be. Um, really quick, uh, Tim Stein in the chat, he just came up with two tickets for August 5th at training camp to give away. Um, and they're going to be available. Here's what I'm going to do between right now and noon on Saturday. Anybody who buys tickets to the training camp party will be entered into a drawing and you gotta, you gotta buy at least two tickets to the party because I'm giving away two tickets. We're giving away two tickets to the to the training camp because it's, it's a pair of thing. It's all day. You go to the training camp in the morning, the party at night, you get the whole thing. Anyone who buys tickets between now and noon on Saturday, I will enter a random drawing to get two training camp tickets on the 5th of August out there. So you can do camp in the morning and the party at night and have a great old time. So get in there, get your tickets right now. Party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Also at the party, I want to show something that we're rolling out. This thing is so, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm wearing mine right now, right? Oh, yeah. This is throwback because it's a year where the hype is so hot and so high about this team. We wanted to throw back to something that uh, people may, some people remember, some don't, but they've heard about in the lore of history. Um, the 1991 Lions. The old, let me get this in there. Look at that. Look at that. Oh. See Central Champ. Central. 1991 Detroit Lions. Freaking hot looking shirt, isn't it, man? Woo! I like it. I like it a lot. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Go get yours Got there. The fonts from back in the day and everything. Yeah. The fonts. For real. Font. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is for real. Check it out. It'll be on the website starting the day after training camp. That's when it's going on sale. It is, it is a sharp, sharp shirt. Like I said, I've got mine going on right now. So NFC Central. Cannot wait till we print up NFC North. 
2023 right. champs. We are memeing this into shirt. reality. We are bringing 1991 to the 2023 season with the shirt. Get yourself a shirt. NFC North champs coming after the season, I promise you. All right. Um, we'll get Riz's uh, <laughs> gout meter on the CJGJ uh, injury. I want to move on now to, <laughs> oh my goodness, I have to, that, we did that. Sam Laporta lights it up. Yeah. I haven't been a- activating my Not with here. Snoop, though, right? No, no. That was, that was a prior topic. Okay. Uh, Sam Laporta. Just making sure we got some separation. <laughs> Out with the ones. Ben Johnson giving him some serious love. They asked about blocking. He said, look, if he wasn't a blocker, he would just be a glorified you know, wide receiver or a, a gadgety wide receiver. His blocking is, is very, very strong. He's out there making some really serious catches. Again, we're talking about shorts. We're still in that hype season on the, on, on everything. But Sam Laporta is out there, and he's looking really, really good, uh, starting to really set. You know, he, he had expectations, but he's continuing to get those to grow with his performance and uh, his speed, his hands, what he's been able to do. I mean, look, Amon Ra is the big, the big name, especially today with, with his performance today. Yeah. But Laporta quietly is becoming a whole nother kind of weapon. I'm just, I sit here and think of this Riz Laporta hits his, the potential, like what we think he could be Gibbs, what we think he could be Monty, JMO, Amon Ra. Like, what do you do? Stop it. Stop it. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> I'm just stunned. It's sweet. Decker out there talking about the offensive line, all healthy rags, saying people over blew his toe. Anyway, we're talking about Sam Laporta, lighting things up out there. How are you feeling? You feeling the juice, toe. man? You feeling the juice? <laughs> Rex Ryan's here. Frank Ragtoe. Um, Frank Ragtoe. Uh, I was happy that he came out and said what he said about his foot, by the way. I feel better. I actually do feel better about it. It's something that he will be able to comfortably play through not just like struggle to like oh i don't know if i'm gonna be able to go like first off we know that's not frank but it's it's cool to hear that he's not as all like well when i'm done playing i might have to get amputated like obviously that's an exaggeration but that's kind of what it felt like yeah was that ronnie lott (laughs) that was the ronnie lott move right extend the career through yeah the the, the finger cut off (laughs) yeah actually i think it was i think it was this finger but yeah that's uh you're not, you're not gonna have to do that. I'm 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 happy with uh, with what Frank said about his toe. Yeah, um, it's better than my gout. Um, although I haven't had gout in quite some time either. So <laughs> we're, we're we're very very low on the gout meter. Yeah, there we go. All right, Drink, um, drinking a lot of water helps that, folks. Psycho Billy Demon missed you guys. Best podcast hands down. Thank you, Psycho Billy. Oh, thank you, Demon That's or not, we love you. You're our angel. <laughs> All right. So Sam Laporta out there really doing, doing a lot. And, and, and I'll tell you, this, one, one of the things that I'm curious about with Sam Laporta is how much they line him up in line. And from the, the scant reports that I've read from camp again, I've been, I've been in a different world for the, the last four days, um, really up until today. And I, I, I hosted the huge show today. Uh, thanks everybody who listened. Thanks. Thanks Bill for letting me take it over. I'm also hosting it tomorrow, which is why I wasn't over in camp today. Uh, and uh, please tune in. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we're talking. I'm going to be talking about why I haven't been in Lions Camp uh, in the last hour, tomorrow, the five to six hours. So check that out. Um, even if the Tigers are preempting us on your local station, stream it on the iHeart app or the uh, huge radio sports network. I forget what it's, where it comes from. Michigan Sports, <laughs> Michigan Radio, something like that. Whatever you can, you can find it. Go to the huge show. We'll, we'll point you to it. But I just forgot what I was saying. Um, 
Good work, Ritz. We got you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Laporta um, with the reports. I had to, I had to look at, the, I had to look at the screen. Imagine that. Reporter. Um, <laughs> Reporter. <laughs> yes. Check uh, Reporter. I'm curious as to how much they're using him in line because during mini camp and OTAs, he was very rarely there. And the fact that they're trusting him to be their number one tight end in any situation is a pretty darn good sign. Now, again, they're not blocking yet. They're not allowed to touch each other yet. But still, not in that it's way. really cool if he yeah yeah not that <laughs> way. It's really cool if he can be that guy right away because if you remember back to when T.J. Hawkinson, who was a pretty good rookie, played pretty well. Yeah, he couldn't really flex out at that time. He was basically just an inline guy. That's where he was effective. If they flexed him out, it just his his burst off the line wasn't the same. It wasn't the threat. And I think with Laporta, you're getting a little bit more physical presence there um, and, and athleticism and juice. And if he can do that from an inline and the outside, that makes the offense that much more dangerous because then you can move him around. Mm-hmm. You know, are we covering him with a safety? Are we covering him with a linebacker? Are we chipping him with the defensive end? Does that slow that down so he can you know do other things, run away from that side of the – like there's so many more things that that opens. If you have an all-around tight end who happens to be, you know, like Sam Laporta, a versatile weapon. And I, everything that I've seen from Sam Laporta personally and, and everything that I'm reading this week, it gets me very excited about Sam Laporta. To get, to get Ben Johnson a weapon like that at that position finally is, is an absolute danger to the rest of the NFL. I, I it's, it's, this is, I love what this, what this could be and what it's going to be. It's, it's, it's going to be very, very special. We have a special team this year. Um, I, I'll say this one more time. I'll, I'll probably say it more than one more time, but I just want to stand up and salute last year's lions team. Cause they are the team that put this, that, that put the turnaround here. Those guys put their, their hearts, souls on the line, gave everything they had to put this team in such a position to be in this, this, this real opportunity to be something this year, the, all the hype, all the excitement surrounding this team, all these high rankings that they're getting all around the league from different people. It really is based on the foundation of those, those men who played last year and what they gave. And and just remember the, the 2022 team as that turnaround team, nothing's been written in stone yet. Nothing's done, but I don't want to forget what that team was because if, if it does become what we think it, it looks like it's going to become, I really, really believe that this is going to be this. That was the team. That was the group that did that. And they deserve all the credit for, for making that happen. Absolutely. And give, give the owner her due credit. Sheila Hamp could have thrown out the baby with the bathwater, but no, she just drained the tub and let the guys get clean. And it would have been very easy and very, characteristic of lions management to say, Oh, you know what? This isn't working. Let's pull the plug when it's one and six. Yep. She doubled down and the team, the coaches and the players, they all validated her faith in them. Don't think that doesn't mean something to those guys. And don't think that doesn't mean something to Sheila and, and ownership. And I'll, I'll put the broader umbrella there. That's not, that is the antithesis of the SOL that everybody has complained about for far too long. And uh, it, it is kind of interesting, Chris. Do you hear a lot about Sheila anymore? 
like complaining, sell the team. When was the last time you heard sell the team from somebody They'll that never wasn't were. someone They'll, who like got dropped on their head as a child? They'll never win unless the Ford sell the team. That's bullshit. We know better. We we <laughs> do not hear that anymore. And I like that. That's a that's a positive evolution. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, let's give a little love to the man, the king of swing, Mr. Ben Johnson. Um, I don't know if you saw his his press conference today. It was a little later in the day. Um, the spirit, like, look. So first off, I just want people to remember that we were the ones that were telling you he wasn't leaving. <laughs> Everyone else was freaking out. We were telling you straight up he wasn't leaving. We knew. Um, the spirit he brings, and we talked about the honesty and the reality and the authenticity of of, of uh, Dan Campbell earlier. Ben Johnson's exactly the same. I mean, it, that's when you look at these guys, the coaching staff, Kelvin Shepard. None of them are there if they aren't authentic. Hank Fraley, they're all authentic. They are all 100% authentic and who they really are. And seeing Ben Johnson out there, the fun he has, um, he, he gives the press a hard time on his way out. He's like, yeah, let's go. Like he was excited. Started it out with uh, a shout out to his wife, <laughs> letting her know that the, his, his new daughter will sleep through the night. He promises, right? Just, just having a good time being his thing and acknowledging the families. These guys are real. And uh, it's, it's, it's just makes them that much easier to love on a, on a more kind of who they are level versus just go win the games. You know what I mean? You can really, as a fan, you can really get invested in a team with people built like this. And I think this is truly, you know, I remember in all those years leading up here, especially the Maddie years and even the Caldwell years, the complaint about building a character team. I don't care about character. I want to win a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the I don't true. care if he murdered somebody in the yeah. parking lot. If he can tackle the quarterback, sign him. Yep, yep. But here's what you get when you do it right. Here's what you get when you have character and quality put together and those distractions kind of go away and they can focus on football. I love what they've done. You talk about Sheila, what she's done with that leadership. If you remember when they hired uh, Campbell and Holmes separately, two guys who didn't know each other and didn't come as a package. I mean, it was all the hand waving and Rod Wood was making football decisions and it was like. Calm down, people. Calm down. We, there's there's a method to this madness. We kind of see through all the noise, but people didn't want that. They wanted all the because ah, they were they were conditioned right by history, and they feel like history is always going to repeat. Oh, that's my look. That's my superstition, right? No, no. This is this is what real character and what real quality uh, can can build. And you're seeing a team that's focused on football and focused on the real important pieces of football from the fundamentals, the foundational work to then being creative with people like at what Aaron Glenn is doing with the defense, what Ben Johnson is doing with the offense, what Hank Fraley is doing with that offensive line, what Kelvin's doing at the linebacker position across the line. These character quality football focused people are putting together, as we said earlier, what looks to be the next evolution of the NFL. I love it. I love it. Can you guys feel the hype? Cause I'm stoked today. I feel like I drank 43 uh, energy drinks, man, but I'm sicker and shit, but I am absolutely you are fired out of a cannon game. of optimism today. my friend. <laughs> I am bro. I am. I, I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but live it, live it. Enjoy it today, folks. Enjoy it today. We'll, we'll have our, we'll have, there will be a loss this year that will bring us all back to reality. I guarantee it. I guarantee it'll happen. Even if we win the super bowl, there's week good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. I mean, it happened. You look at some of the, the line, the, the, the Patriots big years, or even the chiefs, you know, years when they won the Super Bowl. 
They've had a loss, an embarrassing loss, a bad loss, an unexplained loss. Oh, don't give up hope. Don't throw it in the garbage. But just know that that's going to happen. You need to show the resiliency you expect from these players as a fan. That's exactly it. Is you got to trust that your your players are strong enough to get over an uncharacteristic bad loss. Carolina last year is a great example. That was awful. Yep. Awful. Yep. Yep. What they do after that? They won out. Obviously, it wasn't long, but they played great after that. That shows resiliency. That shows that Dan Campbell understands how to bounce back from those types of games. And I do think that there is real value in having Campbell as a former player, AG, all the guys on the staff as former players, that, and a lot of them played on very good teams and successful franchises, and they understand you've got to bury that game, whether you did great or you did awful, and it's on to the next one. Yep. And every all 17 games are their own story, their own entity. There's not like, oh, we've lost three in a row, therefore we're going to lose four in a row. Or we beat, we swept, you know, the Packers last year, therefore we're going to sweep them. Like, that's not their world. And one of the things that I've learned in covering a lot of different teams with different levels of success and coaching methods over the years the teams that can do that and treat each week as its own individual thing are the ones that wind up being very successful. The teams that worry about, oh, man, Carolina gashed us last week. Now we've got to overreact and alter our defense so much for the next opponent that, by the way, isn't Carolina. Yeah. You can't replay yeah. last week's game again. And I think this staff has done a really good job of that, even with the god-awful start that they got off to in 2021. I think they did a pretty good job of that team just didn't have talent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think they did a pretty good job of preparing for the individual opponent. And I like that. Now that's not something that um, one of my big criticisms of Jim Caldwell was that he treated every individual opponent as the same team. He did not tailor specifically the offense to attack the, uh, the defense that they were facing. He thought we're good enough doing what we do that we're not going to worry about what the defense on. Doesn't work that way. Patricia was just a buffoon, and we'll we'll ignore that. But I think we're I think we're getting to a better place with with Dan Campbell. And has he learned on the? Yeah, he has learned. I think he's learned how to manage that better. I'll tell I think you. We'll see him manage it a little bit better this year too. I'll tell you something about Patricia. People probably don't want to hear it, but this is <clears throat> he's a smart guy. He is, he is yes, a smart he is. guy. He's a genuinely nice guy too. We met him. He was, he was very, very nice. when we talked to him yeah. uh, at senior bowl that year, but he's, he's genuinely a very, very smart guy, but there's, there's one thing that you need in addition to that. And that's the ability to execute. You can be the smartest person in the world. If you can't execute and as, especially as a leader, if you can't work through your people, you're going to fail and you're bound to fail. And that's what happened. I saw what he was trying to do. I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I think it could have worked if he knew how to execute and, and he didn't. So it, those were dark days. It was, it was, he, he was missing a key piece of the puzzle there. And that, that, that kind of stuff. Also people talking, yes, we've got to give credit to Chris Spielman. He's been doing his job very, very quietly. There's a great, who was it? That, was it Justin that wrote the article on Spielman a couple months ago? Um, or was it, um, so. yeah, yeah, it was great. That was just spectacular. It was inside good. view it was good. of uh, a Spielman. I think it was Justin. Also Paul Meyer. Thank you for joining the DLP winner circle, joining as a member. 
uh, of the channel. Thank you. Um, I know you're in the Slack. You're just that kind of a cool guy that you're uh, you're doing that. But uh, if anyone joins the DLP Winter Circle, uh, hit me up at Chris at DetroitLionsPodcast.com with a snapshot, a screenshot of your your membership join, and uh, we'll get you access to the Slack chat. It's a great time. Really, really got uh, great people in there. Good good fun. Um, someone had me at 15 and two. I'm not going to go 15 and two, but I will get to, I will get to something as far as a prediction here for the lions shorty. Um, ah. shortly. <laughs> uh, is that I, don't, I don't think any team is going 15 and two this year. Not one. No, I agree. I agree. Yep. It was Brandon says, Justin has it pinned on his Twitter page. I knew it. Justin is yeah. one of the very small number of quality journalists in Detroit. It's, 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 a one hand counter. Uh, Justin is, is spectacular at what he does. He is fantastic. All right. Um, let's get into the next one. Uh, that was our love for Ben Johnson. We got off, off the topic, but um, Ben's here. He's, he's, he's very good at what he does. He's here for the I, year. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the wrinkles that he puts in. I really am. That's, that's the other thing that I think we w- I want to cover actually on the Ben Johnson thing. People that believe that, they're doubting him or think he's going to be figured out this year. Just stop. Just stop. He's not. Well, th- they're going to figure out what he did last year. Exactly. Exactly. The question is how much can he adjust what he's got with the new personnel? And I think that's key. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not too worried about it. But I do think that if he tries to replicate last year, it's not going to work so well. He's got to keep adding and developing. And that's, We'll see if he can do it. I have full confidence that he will. Like I'm, I'm not stressed about that. I'm losing sleep over a lot of other things before I'm losing sleep over that. But that we've seen wonder kid coaches fizzle before, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why. And if I'm not going to tell people to to not like like to to you know go whole hog and think that he's going to be perfect and everything, but I I I think he's savvy enough, and I think that. Dan Campbell is savvy enough that he, he will get it. I'm a whole hog, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it's exactly the same reason that I talked about with Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia was a guy who was ultra smart, super, super smart, but couldn't execute. What we've seen with Ben Johnson is an absolute ability to execute. That last year in particular, that offense of his, when he when he he got that chance to run it and and, and make it move, you see people talking about just how brilliant. It is. And that's the other part of it. He is ultra, ultra, ultra smart. Everybody in the league that talks about Ben Johnson, um, not even publicly behind the scenes, people who know him, people who know him tangentially all say he is freaking brilliant. Ben Johnson is absolutely brilliant. So you've got the combination of the, 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 the Uber brain and the ability to execute. And again, if you haven't seen is, interview today as soon as you're done watching this and before you go watch inside the den watch ben johnson today his emotional intelligence his ability to relate to and deal with and talk to other people is off the freaking charts he's he's he is the whole package ben johnson is the whole package it's not just that he was good at, at as uh an offensive uh coordinator that had neat plays or anything like that. Ben Johnson is the whole package and that's why he's the talk of the NFL, the best offensive coordinator in the league ranked. Why he's on the top of the list for all these coaching positions. It's because he is the entirety of the package. Ben Ben Johnson is a very, very special person. So yep. Woo, that feels good. 
Uh, Sorry, whole hug. I, 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 it was a good time for me to have the to have to hit the cough button because I was. I saw that. I don't know what in the world was in my throat, but it wasn't something that was supposed to be there. <laughs> I was on a jag. I was on a jag. It was great. It was, I enjoyed your your little stream of consciousness there. That was beautiful. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the next one. This is a big topic: injury scares, the terrifying yeah. world of NFL fans, and we have to start with CJGJ today. Um, yes. And this goes into the the question earlier about you know, what what do we think Brian Branch will get? Let me just start with that. The expectations for Brian Branch are not to see the field right away. As I understand it, the expectations are Brian Branch to to learn like what they wanted for Kirby last year. Um, that CJGJ potential injury changed the entirety of the calculus on that. Very He's, quickly for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for a little bit, thankfully, for a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. I think that's that's Brian Branch's role. We'll see him probably in spot duty, uh, but the, the the injury was scary uh, for for CJGG, especially at a place where we've built such such a powerhouse. Right? I mean, you know, on one hand, you say, "Oh, well, good, it was such a strong positional uh, group on the field that losing a guy, it's still going to be strong." That's true, but if it's your strength, it's something you build around. You don't want to lose that either, and that gets to the whole thing about the injury scares. This is it's terrifying. It's this is the kind of year or the time of year that really sets the tone for what the team's going to be. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, if I'll just put it this way, if some team besides the lions were to lose their quarterback in preseason, the calculus for the, the entirety of their season is over. If, if Aaron Rodgers goes down in, oh, yeah, in New Jersey, changes. it's over. It's in the, it's over. It's Zach it's Wilson over. time, baby. It, yeah, it's over. <laughs> you just, it's, it's these, these just, absolutely scramble your eggs on the the season, the expectations for the season, what is going to happen, everything you've planned for, the entirety of the offseason, your draft, everything. This is the time of year where you're terrified of these injuries. And they happen. They absolutely happen. And then you take Dan uh, Campbell's approach, and he talked about it last year in Hard Knocks, where, and he, and he, and he said it, he lamented it, right? We work this hard because... We want you to not get injured. And it's, it's counterintuitive. The idea that, no, no, we're just going to lay off and not, not push hard so that we don't get injured. It's not it. You have to it's push hard and you have to happens. build it up and, and put the, 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 the muscles, the strength around the joints, the strength around the, the, the other tissue to keep that, those things intact when you get those inevitable weird hits or the weird twists or whatever that happens. It is truly putting in the work right now. And when you put in the work, there's always a risk. It's 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 terrifying time of year for fans, Lions fans being so excited about what this team could be this year. That moment with CJGJ was just like everyone's breath just got yanked out of their lungs. It was it was an absolutely it terrifying was, couple hours. It really was. Uh, I had just arrived at a a destination and was sitting through a little um, like intro thing, and my phone goes off. I'm like, okay. Kept going off, kept going off. You even texted me about it. I'm like, all right, I, I need to look. I need to, I excuse myself. Walked out of the room I was in and I just went. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked to a couple of people that were there and they're like, yeah, the cart comes. You never want to hear the phrase, the cart came out. 
That's like, no, no, no. there's nothing good comes from the cart, but thankfully hot dogs, nothing. Hot dogs are the only good thing to come from the heart the cart. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you get some taco carts every now and then. Okay. Yeah. That, the, the fact that he could theoretically be practicing this weekend, I kind of don't think so based on a couple things that I've talked to and heard about, but he could. And this is this is Brian Branch's time to fill in and you know see how much the rookie can handle, uh, see how ready he might actually be in case they do have to break the glass in case of emergency. Kirby Joseph last year did pretty well after a couple of weeks of yeah okay all right we got a player here and now we feel really good about that and I think that's the case that's going to be with Brian Branch is that we're not going to see him play more than maybe. 15, 20 snaps a game, maybe even less than that early on anyways, unless he's forced to. Yep. But I think it's it's getting the feet wet and getting comfortable when you don't have to have not needing your second-round pick to be an instant impact starter is a new concept for Detroit. Very new. And it's weird. And there are fans, some of you are watching this very podcast, some of you are listening to this, um, on the on the download after you get it from your favorite podcast provider, only the good ones. Don't don't be that guy. Like th- this, that good teams don't need their third round pick, Broderick Martin, to be their starting nose tackle. Mm-hmm. He might not play much, if at all, early on, and that's great. That's awesome. That means they don't need him to be great right away. Yeah. That's yep. that's where you want to be. That's where Seattle, that's where Pittsburgh, that's where Baltimore, that's where the teams that are in the playoff race every year, that's where they live. I want to be that team. And right now the Lions are doing a pretty dang good job of getting to that point. Now that obviously there's there's holes and they they've got they've got work to do to get to that. But man, when you can draft a guy in the second round and not need him to be one of your 10 best players right away. When was the last time we had that in Detroit? It's been a long time. Yes, sir. A long time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it has. I, I had to change it from terrifying because people were, they, they didn't like it. They didn't like my, people thought you had a typo. Even they, thought, you were doing that. they thought I was the, the, well, it was Charles Barkley terrifying, but <laughs> uh, they didn't like the stylized version. So anyway, yeah, no, this is um, this this is the kind of thing that just is terrifying this year and and keeps people jumping. Um, good news, yeah, and, and good news thus on, far, JGJ, so good. Um, yep. I understand. I don't know the specifics, but I understand that Halapula Vadi Vaitai has missed some time. That's a little scary too, but we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, it, it's not like he's going to be out for the year again. Yep, at least nothing that we've been given any indication. It's like that and. Somebody else got hurt too, and I can't think of who it was. But uh, uh, again, no, no. Jamo got tw- tweaked. Yes, a yes, Jamo. Jamo did not practice. Uh, today's Wednesday. He did not practice today. He did not practice yesterday. And uh, from my understanding, from a conversation that I had about an hour ago, he's probably not going to practice this coming weekend either. We will see. Yep. Uh, uh, I tra- wouldn't. Wouldn't read too much into that trap in 68 feels like all we do is wait around for players to return from injury it, well there's only 53 guys 
and it's football. So yeah, there's generally going to be someone hurt. I mean, guys are hurt all year. A lot of them are playing through it. I mean, Frank Ragnow is absolutely the tank of Hank's tanks. Um, he, he absolutely is the guy. Man, you got the shirt ready right away. I knew Hanks, it. Tanks, I was going to tell you, and then I saw you reach. I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, got it there. It's, uh, it's at DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. Hank's Tanks. We have one signed by every member of the offensive line and Hank Fraley himself going for St. Jude this year. Get your auction money ready. Yeah. That's a sweetie. All right. Uh, yeah. No, that's they, they play through it, and it feels like we're waiting because there's always, it seems like, somebody somebody hurt. Really quick, I want to allude to a signing that happened uh, across the country. In San Diego. Or, sorry. Wow. What is it? 2009? No. In Los <laughs> Angeles. Because um, <laughs> that's who we're playing. Uh, Herbert. $55 million a year? If you guys didn't think $40 million a year was a good price for golf, you might want to rethink that. Because <laughs> it's probably more than that if you want to re-sign him. If you want to re-sign Kirk Cousins, you're going to be you're gonna spend, spend a lot more than $40 million a year. You're going to be paying that's, this um, is why I keep saying don't look at the number because the number is constantly growing and changing. Look at the percentage of the salary cap to understand what the piece of the pie that quarterback should get. And then you'll understand, do it, you know, reverse into the number that way, because otherwise you're just going to be set in, you know, six months ago or a year ago time. And you're going to be all wrong in what you think somebody should get paid. Plus, the, the way that contracts can be manipulated, and the Lions, by the way, are very good at doing this, adding mm-hmm. void years, adding or loading bonuses for one season. Like uh, So this this is the year where Taylor Decker's, like, giant, like, this this, this is where the anaconda has to swallow the deer is this year. Because he's been really cheap, even though he's had a big contract that, that ostensibly on the surface is, I don't even remember what it was, but it's, it's a lot. But they haven't actually paid him a lot. Well, this is the year where it counts a lot. And you can shift that around. The the New Orleans Saints, by the way, are brilliant at doing this. They're great at it. Teams know how to do this. Mike Dizzer knows what's up. Brad Holmes knows how to work with that. I got something that just came to my mind when you mentioned the Anaconda. I will will use this this year. But the Anaconda don't want none unless you got bugs, son. (laughs) That defense and Isaiah is going to go off. Oh man, I can't believe I, I don't know where that came from. Sorry. <laughs> I need my Swass sneakers back, man. I loved that album so much. Sir yeah. Mix a lot. More than a one hit wonder, even though that's all anybody knows. That's yep. Swass album, Posse on Broadway. It's a great song. Yep. Um, Prison things. Mike, hopefully Disney stays forever. I am with you, brother. He, again, just a key part of the team, right? He brings so much. And, and we'll get to, that that underwater 3D chess that uh, that Brad Holmes is playing uh, in a bit when we talk about another player, but um, this that group in that front office is really something. It, they just continue. It's not like they're just. You remember Mayhew? It felt like he was just getting lucky hits. Like he was swinging the kids the big fat bat the kids have at the plate, and he was he was hitting the ball every now and again, right? But he was taking big swings yeah. and misses along the way, right? Where Brad. He is just popping singles, doubles, singles, doubles, triples, home run, singles, doubles, single, double, triple, home run, right? I mean, it's just the guy just hits. His average is through the roof. And his misses are largely like, okay, he missed on a third-round pick. Thus far, he has missed on a third-round pick in Iffy. Thus far, he has missed on a seventh-round pick in Chase Lucas, who I don't think has any chance of making the team. But, like, that's – 
okay, all right, that's that's pretty dang good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we got that. We got injuries, terrifying. CJ, GJ is back. Soon. Can, can I add Soon. something here? Ahead, Do bro. not call him Chauncey. He Ooh. hates that. He yeah. hates it. Yep. He is CJ. He legally changed his name to CJ when he was a member of the, where was he? The Saints before he was with the Eagles. He, he legally changed his name from Chauncey. He does not like being called that, and he has called us out when we have written it as Chauncey. He's like, who that? That ain't me. <laughs> so don't call him Chauncey. It's the long yeah. and the short of it. Nope. It's CJ. Nope. I just dropped nope. Get your pen. I'm going to talk about something else. I have to have I have to have like nervous energy penness. I don't have one with a cap. I'm habitually doing this. Remember, remember the movie Goldeneye, aside from the video game, where Boris like had this his, his habit habit of you know, yeah. tapping on the thing and they turned it into a bomb and it blew him up and uh, that was cool. Um, I do that. That's my like my nervous fidget. One of these habit. days. <sighs> All right. Let's. God, that that video game Goldeneye. Yeah, that was that was the that best thing, man. <laughs> all right let's uh let's go so yeah the, just just the golf <laughs> thing I, I, I again don't. out of out of injuries golf i expect him to get paid uh we'll talk about what his backup looks like right now what's going on very shortly in the in the um in the show but uh he's got a lot going for him and i uh, you know a lot of people were down on him he's had I, and i I'm, I'm working from memory here Riz. so let's not get to fisticuffs until the fifth but I, he's had more good years than he's had bad years and I think he he is a good quarterback. I think what's happened in L.A. was very much a function of the um, uh, what's the word? the fickleness of Sean McVay in particular. You're seeing it. I mean, they were wagging That's a nice way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. They were wagging Matthew Stafford out there after signing a huge contract with him. Right? It's just such a you know just two minds going on at the same time. Right? It's it's really weird how he works, and um, I just don't. He was not a good mix for Goff. It just wasn't the right situation. I see what they've done here with with Goff and what he's become and what he's able to do. And yeah, it was tough that first year. He had no no one to throw to. He had no one to throw to. Um, I, I can't fault him. I can't even count that year in his career almost because they just they had a dearth of talent on a roster with a broken salary cap, just nothing. Right. Um, I think people. I think By the people way, will that's be the Rams now. Surprised. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That that I have them. Um. I. It will not surprise me at all if they are picking number one overall next year. That defense. It's it's unbelievable, unspeakably untalented. Yep. It's it's cr- now obviously they have they have a couple of very very bright spots. The rest of it, they're throwing out their like Zach the Pain Train Follett and Alfonso Smith and Amari Spavay, like the the 2023 equivalents of that. Yeah, that's your Rams defense, folks. Flewellen, <laughs> the flu. Lavondre Flewellen. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna rip on him. I will oh, say though, Rock, with um, Rocky Boyman is out there with him. <laughs> yep, I will say with my confidence in Goff, it's still like with anybody. It's a show me. Right. I have absolute confidence yeah. in Jerry Jacobs, but I, I, he has to come out and show it this year. Right. I know he yes. will. I know he will. But if you look at what Brad Holmes has done to not only give Goff the vote of confidence 
and the opportunity the opportunity to lose the job. It's not even to keep it because he's he's as of as things stand, he keeps his job. He's got the opportunity to lose his job if he doesn't if he doesn't maintain, right? Because you've got Hendon Hooker yes. behind him. And then also you have Teddy B or not to be. This is <laughs> this is interesting because he's been in, they had a visit, they talked. I like the idea. It depends on how much, right? It always depends on how much. But the idea of Teddy Bridgewater as a backup really kind of sparks a little hmm in me because now you have a trio of actual weapons, right? And if one you I just I it, it can happen. But the 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 the, the statistical possibility of this happening is extremely low all three of them having a complete trash year is just super low on the scale of of, of probability yeah, yeah that's and if that yeah. happens then the organization has bigger problems around that because they should have enough talent in place that if if for some reason golf falls off and then i don't think anybody expects him to fall off but if if he doesn't progress even yeah. And then you bring in Sudfeld and he's terrible. And then you bring in Teddy B, uh, assuming he signs here. We don't know that yet, but, and then he's just awful. And then Hooker isn't ready or is awful. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> just so many, that, 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 that's too many. Uh, yeah. Too many burnt marshmallows there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. So I like, I, I like it. And it all depends on the number, but to have, and, and look, the other part is for Teddy B, there's an opportunity for a team that has a chance. And if he winds up showing up, right, he can make, he can extend his career a great deal. If, if, if golf goes down and we have to put Bridgewater in and he wins three games or we're in the playoffs and golf gets hurt and has to go out for half a game and Bridgewater comes in and wins, he will be forever etched in history. I mean, we saw statues erected in Philadelphia for players who only won the last couple games. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot That's to be true. said for that kind of position. And this is one of the things we've talked about it. I've, and I've heard this from people inside the league. Uh, Detroit is a destination. Detroit is an absolute, absolute destination for players. And one of the things is, is the chance to be on a team like the lions when they finally push it over the top, you're forever etched in history. It's the story. It's the feel good story that will be told for ages, ages. It will be the bad news bear story that lasts forever. The lovable, you know, biting your kneecaps guy who said You've had enough of that shit and, and, and took this team and turned it around and, and, and brought it to what it could be. This, this is the ultimate redemption arc story for a team, a franchise, a city. And, and I think anybody would love to be a part of that. And the lions have that going for them that, that can help them pull a guy like Teddy into, into the fold and give us a little bit of uh, a little bit of that kind of backup uh, quality that we'd want to get us through those couple of games if needed or half a game if needed. Yeah. And it, it, there's a couple things with Teddy. Uh, first off, the interest to me is that he had an offer. Um, it was, it was reported and quoted to be a strong offer back before they brought and, and even after they brought Sudfeld back. And they have since, you know, also added Hendon Hooker into the mix. Teddy didn't sign anywhere else. That's interesting to me because he's probably the best quarterback on the market right now. And look, uh, I, I I probably hold Teddy Bridgewater in a lower opinion than than most people watching this. Sure. Uh, I he's so I'm, I'm actually looking at his pro football reference page right now. Uh, whoever he signs with this year will be his fifth team in as many years. 
Uh, he had decent numbers when he started for Denver the year before they they pulled the plug on him to go for Russell Wilson. Uh, but the year before that in Carolina, not very good. Uh, the year before that, he was in New Orleans, and this is this is the point that you want to make with him. This isn't somebody that's coming in. For, he knows Dan Campbell. He was on the Saints team when Dan Campbell was there that year. He he went five and zero. I'm looking at it right yep. now. Um, had his best season in terms of mistake avoidance through nine touchdowns and two interceptions. What made Jared Goff take the leap from being nah to being we love Jared Goff? Mistake avoidance. If that's what Dan Campbell's prism for looking at Teddy Bridgewater is, that's why he's talking about being all about signing him. And I, I first off, and I talked about this on the huge show today, and I talked about it with Mike Payton, uh, my guest, uh, for, who's now with A to Z Sports. Good job, Mike. He did a great job on the on the on the show today. And and Mike brought it up too. Like it's not anything that's an indictment of dissatisfaction with Nate Sudfeld. It's competition trying to see who makes you a better football team. Players get that. That's that's the fundamental thesis for how Pete Carroll operates his Seahawks teams. They, they tend to be pretty good. John Harbaugh does that with the Ravens. Again, yeah. do what good organizations do a lot. If, if Sudfeld winds up beating him out, and he could, then, okay, you're out. I don't know, whatever they pay Teddy. 2.5 million is probably probably low. Probably 3 to 3.5. Okay, I'm, a, all right, I'm, you try. I'm all in on three and a half million on Teddy Bridgewater. I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd be all about that too. <laughs> I would be. Um, I mean, I, we podcast pants free, but beyond just podcasting, I would be pants free for a long time for that price yeah. for him. Um, I, I would be, <laughs> and, and this comes from a conversation I had with somebody in Miami early in the offseason. Teddy wasn't good in Miami last year, and also wasn't necessarily what they wanted to be behind a young Tua. I, I, I just have to say, Mark, you don't know what you've done here, probably, Mark McCormick, but this is, Riz, this is the ultimate. I know Teddy is no Dan Marino, Riz, but he has the experience and he can win games. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, putting on a freaking team. <laughs> uh. My, I, I just want for my, folks who don't know, I've watched Risden yell at a guy that was like five, six, just a frail little guy leaning over a table, screaming at him about how Dan Marino is a piece of shit and he was sucked and he was no good and a piece of garbage. And this kid, this guy was cowering as Riz was just red faced <laughs> veins popping out his forehead on a maybe alcohol-induced rant I, against I Dan Marino. I might have had was. a little too much to drink. He was overserved. Chris, indeed. The, the person that we're talking about is Chris Spooner, who I He's love. Great. He's a great guy. He's, He's a friend. Yeah. Uh, and we've since made peace about it. But, yeah, uh, my my personal position is that Dan Marino is the most overrated sports entity in American history. And I will stand by that. And I will also say that I would take Kurt Warner every day of the week over Dan Marino because he actually won. Dan couldn't win. Um, that's end of diversion. Back to Teddy. Teddy did not have a great year in Miami and was not necessarily the influence that they wanted him to be over a young and impressionable Tua. I'm not worried about that in Detroit because golf is golf. Like, okay, he's set. 
Yep. I think that Hendon Hooker, this is where his advanced age and experience comes in a little bit. He's not some impressionable 21-year-old snot-nosed kid coming in here trying to learn the ropes. Like he's he's mature enough to have the confidence that he doesn't necessarily need that being taught how to be a professional or being taught how to be an adult in the room. Uh, and they you better believe Miami needed that with Tua still, still do. There's that's uh that I I, I'll say this. I, I think he's better than Nate Sudfeld, but I would need to see it. And I think that's why the Lions would do it, was that they want to see it. Maybe Nate Sudfeld rises up and rises to the occasion, takes the challenge to heart, embraces it, sacks up, and beats him out. Great. Awesome. Where's the downside? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. I have to hit you really quick. More in the chat. Dan Marino was amazing from Casey. Zach Zion says, and. He was on Pet Detective, on one of the best movies ever, Peaceful Tim. Dan Marino was a paid actor, though, Riz. Ace Ventura, hashtag. Um, and then Dan Marino is the best passer I've ever seen. Also, Larry Wilson, thank you so, so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Best Detroit Lions content right here. Man, that's, that's very, very kind of you. There's a lot of good creators out there, and appreciate you. Well, let me go back to the Marino thing real quick. Yep, yep. And, I, and I, I've said this, I actually said this on a national radio show once. If I need a quarterback to throw a pass, Dan Marino is in my top three. If I need a guy to build a team around, he's not in my top 25. And there's there a difference. Go. There you go. There you go. Uh, oh, my God. Invite Dan Marino to a training camp party. That. He won't even let you take a picture with yeah. him. Yeah. Even if you're wearing his jersey and his isotoner freaking gloves, he will tell isotoner. you not so kindly to F off. And, and Chris, you've seen him do that in person. I've seen him do it in person. We saw it at the Senior Bowl uh, yeah, back when yeah. he used to practice at Fairhope, and people yeah. were trying to come up on him, and, and he was like, yeah. like, mm. like, what, 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 what was the one where, um, oh, I forget what, I, I'm, I'm across my movie references, but he was like, under his breath, fuck off, fuck yeah. off. Like, yeah, he did nonstop. Not. Yeah. That was yeah. Dan Marino. Yeah. Like, he is not fan-friendly mm-hmm. at all. No, doesn't help my impression of him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me football season's close. And look, folks, I know we're serving up a a healthy dose of Kool-Aid today. Uh, Me in particular. I recognize that. But this is the time. There is no better time to get stoked about your team. Fire up a batch of Kool-Aid with enough sugar to get a foot amputated. Get into it. This is what football is all about, man. This is when all the hopes could become realities. When all your memes could be, you know, dreams and memes could be real. Don't let your memes be dreams. Turn them into reality. This is your time to really, really love on it. And we've never, as long as I can remember, had this kind of hype at the national level around this team. Soak it up, folks. If if you've been a fan for more than three years of this team, you freaking earned it. Don't let the don't let the naysayers and the down doggers and the you know the whatever else is tell you not to enjoy it. Enjoy it. Don't There's sorry, there'll be plenty of time. There'll be plenty of time where things go wrong and you can say, Oh no, enjoy it. Be happy. Take the optimism and run with it because you've got plenty of opportunities in the last series of years of decades to be down on this team. Enjoy it. Enjoy what we got here. And you talk about enjoying it. Come to the training camp party on the fifth of August. Go to party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Join us. We're there with Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions on the radio. The best, most fun, exciting Lions voice out there. Um, and then also working on some special guests. It's, 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 there's a lot of pieces and 
things to pull. We'll talk about that as that comes up. But we will be live. We'll have a live show. It'll be Ash. It'll be Jeff. It'll be myself. It'll be uh, Dan Miller. Um, we're we're ah, I got to get Justin out there again. I forgot. I forgot to message him. Dang it. Uh, maybe we'll get Justin Rogers out there again because he is the absolute best. Uh, we'll uh, we'll come out. We will have an absolutely spectacular fire ass show. Come join us and enjoy it. It's a good time. It's August 5th in Commerce Township at the Uptown Grill. Get your tickets at party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Join us live. Live show. Tickets 30 bucks or 35 bucks. It covers your dinner, soft drinks, salad, breadsticks, unlimited, all that unlimited food, the whole thing and the room. It's literally a break even event. Um, it's all about getting out, hanging out. You get to join us for a show and have fun. Meet Dan, hang out. He he'll spend time. The whole thing. Everybody, Jerry Jacobs Dan's was there great. last year. So. He he shook everybody's hand, took pictures with everybody who wanted to. Good. Absolutely good time. And then we just hang out and drink and do our thing. And uh, we go until you know it was two in the morning. The last couple of years, it's a great great time. And anyone who buys tickets between now and noon. On Saturday, we have a pair of training camp tickets on the same day on August 5th that we'll give away to a random lucky purchaser of tickets. We'll throw those in there as well. So you can go to the training camp during the day in the morning, take a little bit of time for a nap and a cleanup, and then come to the party that night. Doors at 630. It's a great time. Join us. Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. I think I covered it. Nap time. I can't wait for nap time. Oh, man. Me too. trying to find the schedule for training camp so I know what time that day is. Where's that? That's Speaking not. of, if anybody, and I think it's Lions Loyal folks, if anybody has, I need one entry on August 8th. It's myself and my boy. I've got one entry. I need one more to get my, to get us both in and uh, sp- spend some time. Um, at, at, it's, it's the Giants one. If anyone has an extra one, I would really, really, really appreciate it. Um, it, mean, it would mean a lot. Uh, to get my boy and I in there and see the Giants. It's our last day to, to come to camp and, and be in town. And then he's back to college after that. So we'd love it if anyone can help me out. Uh, Chris at DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Thank you. All right, let's get into the next item. <clears throat> and this is one where I'm all about the 4D underwater chess with Denzel Mims and Brad Holmes. This is this is a, this is is the, the the kind of thing that we talk about with Brad Holmes and the thinking. Okay. And I know a lot of people saying, ah, Forget it. Mims, no good. No chance. He's not going to make the team. Forget it. Nothing. No way. No way. Uh-uh. Let's just really, let's kind of think about this a little bit. And you may be right. I'm not going to say you're not right. Okay. So we'll just start there. But if we think about what Denzel Mims had to play with in New York, as far as quarterback ability, he really didn't have talent pushing the ball his way. He didn't have a great offensive mind putting things together he kind of got into a groove and a situation that was really really hard to change once that train started going doesn't mean he's no good there's a lot of guys look look people were out on golf and look at the year he had last year right guys can definitely turn things around and if you want to do it you put him in a good situation like you have in detroit with character people around he, he appears by his his interview to be a guy who's here to work a guy who's here to put the uh, the time in. And then you say, there's no risk. Because if he doesn't make the roster, the, the downside is we pick up an extra seventh round pick. That's the cost. That's, <laughs> repeat that again. The, the Jets, and I'll summarize it this way. The Jets are giving the Lions a seventh round pick and Denzel Mims. Yeah. 
for a pick that only goes to them if Mims actually makes the team. Like, if he doesn't make the team, the Lions don't pay anything, and they still got a pick. And here's the incentive for Brad rate. Holmes. Think about it. Why not just cut him? At the 53, when you cut down to 53, just cut him because then you don't, you don't pay anything. If you put him on the team, you, you, you give up a sixth, I believe, right? You still get a seventh, a but you give up a sixth. round pick in 2025. Every incentive is to say, we're not signing him. We're not signing him. No, he's just here. So, cause we, we just took him on because we want a seventh round pick period. That's it. I mean, and then you know how, how Holmes moves those picks around and packages and moves and moves things. Around. This is just a free pick. That we have every incentive yes. not to put this guy in the roster. The only way he makes the roster is if not just if he's kind of good enough and performs to make the roster, he's got to be good enough to be worth a sixth round pick on the roster. So you're meaning not at the bottom of the depth chart. That doesn't make it. I, I, they, they'll go with somebody else instead of Mims. I believe. I'll take Antoine Green in that role. Yeah, for sure. That's all his day. competition. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all day. Literally, no risk. And uh, and you get that pick. It's it's definitely worth as uh, as Prison Mike says he's worth the flyer. Um, yeah, and he doesn't make it cool. Whatever. Thanks for the pick. Yeah, I think, that, I think uh, that's the story, right? <laughs> there's no harm in that. I, I I personally don't expect him to make the team uh, for any number of reasons. One of them being that they just drafted Antoine Green, who's kind of the same guy, and. The Lions have had him, and they know him. They know his personality. They know what they've got in him. Uh, they're, they're not both making the team. Now, I will throw the asterisk in here. They're, gonna, they're going to cut a wide receiver so they can get J-Mo through on the 53. Then J-Mo gets suspended, and then they'll bring in a wide receiver to replace him on the roster. Yep. I think the loser of the Mims green um, you can probably throw Dylan Drummond into that. You can probably throw Maurice Alexander into that, even though he's a very different type of receiver. That guy will come back, but you're looking – Mims is not competing for Josh Reynolds' spot, Marvin Jones' spot, certainly yeah. not Amon Ra's spot. That's, that's not who he is. He is your niche, like maybe downfield playing – Number four, number three, number four, outside wide receiver, field stretcher. Uh, there are there are things to like with him. He's a, he's a physical presence, uh, and I I actually saw him. We saw him in Mobile, Chris. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a stud, dude. Yeah, I'm not Very sure that he's talented. a good football player. <laughs> he's an yeah. incredible athlete. Not sold that he knows how to be a good football player, and that is where the people that say, oh, he needed to get out of New York. I agree. Yeah, We're going to see if he if it's – don't uh, – and this is sort of where you go back to, and we'll cycle back to the Levi O conversation. Don't expect – don't put that level of expectation on him because he's shown he can't do that. He's shown he cannot handle the expectations. Yep. But if you make him fight for it, you're backing him into a corner, you're putting his NFL future – like. This is your last shot, dude. Like, if 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 yep. you wash out here, you've washed out with four regimes now. You're not getting much more of a shot. Enjoy the XFL. Enjoy being a battle hawk. Uh, and that, if that can coax it out of him, then maybe you've got something that that can work. I will tell you personally, um, and if you remember back on the podcast, we talked about about Brad. Uh, 
Rashad Perriman yeah. a lot. And I was never in on him. And I feel better about Brashad Perriman coming into the team and the status where that team was in terms of making an impact on the team than I do about Denzel Mims and what he can do for the team. And one of the big reasons, he is a reserve wide receiver. What do reserve wide receivers make their money on? Special teams. Yep. He's played three special team snaps in his life. The Jets begged him, begged him to play special teams, and he did not do it. Nine. Maybe it will change now that he's, his situation has been thrown you know, into in much more dire straits. But if he can't play special teams, he is not making this team. Period. Yep. Uh, Zach's, they said Charles Harris was a bust. Uh, for sure. I he mean, I, I heard someone say James and, Houston. And he's, James Houston was he, a bust. Char, Charles, Charles Harris is a great example because he's a guy that a lot of people had written off, and he realized that this was his last shot, yep. and he made something of it. Yep. He, yep. he embraced it. Th- that's what you hope for with Mims. Absolutely. They said Kamish was a bust. They said Bugs was a bust. And my anaconda don't want none unless you got bugs, hun. So let's go. <laughs> I need a shirt with that. I'll get you one. <laughs> I, I bet bugs would. I, I honestly got. I bet bugs would wear that. He's a fun guy. I'm gonna put it together. I'll put it together. Get it out there for him. <laughs> That's great. I'll present that to him at camp. Yeah. 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 Like, what? <laughs> let's uh, McCormick praying for a Riz's wrong horn on Mims like James Houston if Randall L and the staff can't make Mims better than they tried yep and that's it and again yeah, he has to I mean, the incentive for the Lions is to keep that sixth round pick so that he right. he really has to perform in order to get there Dylan Nicholson thank you for the subscription to subscribe to the channel folks if you're listening we ask once per show please hit the subscribe hit the like button uh give us that support it helps us helps us do what we do helps other people find us we're at that juicy part of the season the preseason and training camp where people can find us and uh it's those likes and those subscribes that really help kind of get our, our our noses out in front of folks and let them see what we're, what we're all about what we're doing if you believe in what we do please hit that like button if you're enjoying the show please hit the like button and please subscribe we got a lot of great comment content Coming up, I want to get next into Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker continues to work really after Hooker. practices because, you know, after hours work from the Hooker. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what they're letting him do, right? But everything's right. Yeah, he's, the, <laughs> he's on the NFI list. He's not allowed to practice with the team. Yep. So when he gets his reps, it has to be su- super, not superfluous. That's the wrong word. I'm tired. I don't. Some big word um, is when he has to get his, his work in. <laughs> yep. Yep. Extraneous. That's the word I was looking for. It came to. Yeah. So Detroit fan man, time out though. If Mims doesn't make the team, we still get the seventh regardless. Yes, we get the seventh. Yes. And if he makes the team, it costs us a six. If he doesn't make the team, then it doesn't cost us a six. So all the risk is Correct. is really um, on whether we keep him or not. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, Hooker's out there looking good. He's got he's. Uh, Hooker's good with balls. I mean, Hooker is. There's so many. There's so many things here you could do, and I don't want to because I really, Riz. We we talked to him at at, at Senior oh, Bowl. Chris. Um, he was we such could. a great guy. Like Hendon Hooker, uh, sitting down with him and just talking ball, talking about his his accelerated recovery, how well he was doing, his his focus, his polish, his his. His the entirety of his mentality. He you could tell he was a special cat. You know what I mean. And when the Lions picked him, so we, 
I was so stoked. I mean, you saw in the, the mock drafts we did, I was I was on Hooker. I was on him. I was on him a little earlier than the Lions were. That's that's fine. I get it. But, you know, mock drafts are mock drafts. But I knew Hooker was a guy that really, really fit well with this team and was really a good fit with your existing quarterback, your potential for the future, depending on what happens, all that. It was, it was such a great choice to pick him up and get him. He's such a class guy and seeing him out there working, see him out there. You know, he's hungry. You know, he wants to just get on the field and take snaps with the guys, but he's working. He's putting it all in and you know, head and hooker will be ready. The second they unleash him on the field, he will be out there and um, I think very quickly he's going to put old Nate into that number three position uh, unless they sign Teddy B. Then um, Nate's got serious risk in his life. And, and that, that could very well be the move. We'll see. Uh, yep. I So I, uh, I, I talked to Hendon in minicamp after a practice one day before he did his workout. And he was very, very optimistic that he would be himself ready to go at the beginning of the season. Wasn't sure that the team was as optimistic about that or was, was willing to let that ride. Um, And I I can't give you an exact quote because I didn't have the, I didn't have the recorder on. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a bad journalist there, but he's, he's going to be close. And I think it's one of those deals where if they needed him to be ready, he could probably be ready and be okay. But if, again, if they don't, okay. Great. Sit, learn, keep getting practice reps. Maybe golf gets a veteran day off here or there. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. golf you know, sprains his finger in a game and you can't practice for a couple of days. Okay. Hennon, you're number two. Go do it now. Show yeah. us what you got. And he's learning the offense. One of the, one of the, one of the very first things that we picked up, Chris, Hennon Hooker's a smart dude. Yeah. Like, um, socially smart, but also like, like you can see, you can see the wheels turning for him. Like, that. oh yeah, okay, right. he's, he, he, yeah, he, he's this, an this engaged some... speaker, an engaged listener. He is processing a hundred percent of the time, yes. and it's not, it's not like he's struggling, right? That's not the processing right. we're talking about. Because you've talked to people before where you're like, you're like, are they getting it? That's not it. Yeah. He's two, three steps ahead when you're talking. He is, <laughs> he is absolutely. <laughs> looking and figuring out where you are going with the conversation. He was just so intuitive and so into and and connected to the conversation, really engaging kind of cat, super engaging. And and you will hear that from anybody who's ever talked to him. That's just the kind of, kind of dude that he is. So I, I think uh, I'm, I'm very bullish on him. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to him again this coming weekend. Hopefully I get a little time to, pull him aside and, and get a couple minutes just to, to get his take on it. Cause remember he was wearing the, the contraption that it was, it was electric. It was like a full sleeve on yeah. the knee yeah. that had electric pulses that were stimulating the muscles around yeah. the knee to keep them from atrophying. So he wouldn't have to go through as much rehab. And yeah. he, he was like, he was working. And the one time, Remember, he like it like went off unexpectedly on him, and he like kind of twitched, and he's just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Apologize <laughs> for it. Um, he's he's really aggressively uh, attacked the rehab, and I'm I'm rooting for him. Uh, Chris, go but to go back to the draft time. I would have been happy taking him at 18. I would have been more than happy taking him in the second round, and that's where I slotted him in my 
what I would do mock because I had Brian Branch going in 18. I'm yep. dang happy about that too. <laughs> the fact that they got him where they did was, is it's, it's the culmination of everything that I wanted in the draft. It really yeah. was so nice. Yeah. So yeah. nice. Yep. He was, he, he was just fantastical. And, and the optimism that he had at senior bowl about his recovery and the speed of his recovery, like we were like, how's, how's the recovery going? He's like, I'm ahead of schedule. Like before the question was even out, he's like, I'm ahead of schedule. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to be ready to go. Right. He was, he wasn't, and that wasn't just a line, right. That wasn't just his sales pitch that he had to put together. He was ready. I mean, he was, he truly in his heart of hearts believed it. And this guy knows, I mean, he, everyone, you know, your own body better than anyone. And he, he is all in. I love it. I love it. I love what he could be. And to have him in that position on this team behind Jared Goff, just such a solid move. Again, 4D underwater chess, Brad Holmes, tip of the hat, tip of the hat. What an incredible, incredible kind of thought. All right, let's, let's get on to the next piece of item here. Cause I want to, this is a good one. Um, Hank Fraley joins the show soon, soon. We're going to have Hank Fraley live on the show. We've got uh, some great content, some great uh, interview stuff with him. It will be live. I believe we may record it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, but it'll be live. Recorded. We might have to record it just because it'll be tough to get all three of us in the same time frame together. Yeah. But we would love to do it live. Yep. To so we, we will see. We will see how that comes <laughs> together. But Hank Fraley coming to the podcast <laughs> soon. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait. Hank is, you know, when we saw him that first time, it was it was the first Lions time at Senior Bowl that I yeah. you, you saw me swoon, bro. <laughs> I fell in love with that man because I saw what he was doing with those kids. I saw what he was doing that on the on the field down there. And um, you could just tell. He was something very, very special. You saw what happened with Evan Brown. He got himself a starting job, a guy that was kind of outside chance to ever play the where, you know, when he was picked up and he grew into something special. That's strictly from, you know, the work that Hank's done with that team and what he's out there. If you watch Taylor Decker's uh, interview from this week, he he refers to Hank and, and the fact that he loves having, um, uh, a full a full roster of linemen uninjured so that they get a longer break between the reps that Hank's putting them through. Um, That's right. Hank's a special guy. <laughs> um, really, I'll just tell you, he's a cool cat, straight up. Uh, you're gonna love having him. So we'll have him on soon. Um, t- tune in because you're gonna, you guys are gonna really love what you see with with, with Hank when we have him. Uh, from that, we'll get to Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, the baby fat has been burnt. Folks have been around for a while. Okay, you folks know last year. I talked about Aiden Hutchinson and I said, just wait till after till next year uh, training camp after he gets a year of NFL strength and conditioning and he burns off some of that baby fat. I want you to go back and look. I want you to go back and look because some people are like, he doesn't have baby fat. Look at that. Blah, blah, blah. Compare him now and then. My man is a frigging rock. It's natural for kids to come out of college. Those, those programs, no matter, I don't care if it's Alabama, those programs aren't. The NFL, those boys haven't grown. You don't get into your full peak of the human body as a male until 24 years old. It's natural for that to happen. It's okay. But I just want you just to take a look. Natural, natural physical maturity has happened for Aiden Hutchinson. It's continuing to happen. Yep. Yep. Not, not like where we're waiting for his sack to drop or anything, but he's gotten, he's gotten the, the, he's a grown ass man now. 
broken Chris. I'm just I like, it's, the it's, it, like I'm not, it's wrong because the sack doesn't drop. The sack's always there, man. Although the older you get, the lower you hang, but we'll leave that. Out. We'll leave that for another time. Uh, we're not going to get into some of those, those, oh. those things yet uh, here on Mark Taylor Decker does spectacular interviews. He is, he is fantastic. Yes. Definitely take, I love uh, Taylor Decker. I, I, you know, you know, what else is cool is I like, so what, what generally, a little peek behind the veil here, what of the media, when he's giving interviews, when they're doing the, the podium interviews that you see when they're outside, I'm typically standing to the player's left shoulder. And Taylor Decker has some phenomenal artwork on his left arm. Yeah. And instead of having to stare awkwardly at his face, like I have to do with others, I can look at all the tattoos on his arm and I'm entertained by that. <laughs> and I really like that. So thank you for that, Taylor. Oh, his man. tattoo artist deserves I, I i should ask you actually ask him some that sometime his tattoos are phenomenal like really really high high level stuff yeah better, better than the pirate that's on james labrie for the three of you dream theater fans up yeah yeah uh there we go okay that's cool sweet so there we go. That's that's the the entirety of of the the, the key <laughs> topics. Please like, subscribe, do all those things. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. Um, love to get back in the chair. I, I, look, like I said, I traveled a lot. I'm getting sick, but being sick, I'm just so hyped for this team. Hyped to be back in the chair doing the show, man. That the, the little bit of time off just filled the tank. Uh, I, I I can't wait. I am so stoked for everything that we've got coming from DLP this year. What we have uh, from a programming perspective, from a coverage perspective, what we're bringing to to Lions fans. Uh, I know a lot of you guys, you know, we, and we thank you for for giving us all the love in the comments and saying we're the best content out there. You know, our mo is to make it better, to continue to improve, and it's it's a constant drive. It, look, you can see other 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 shows literally copying the exact formats of things we're doing because they don't have the capability to be inventive on their own. We'll continue to invent and help make the whole landscape better. They can copy and make bad Xeroxes. That's okay. We will continue to make great content and continue to innovate and uh, and show the way for Lions fans, whether it's our content or the stuff that people copied uh, the, the format on. That's fine. You'll get a lot of great content and the fact that we can influence the arena that feels good. That feels good because it's and it's good for Lions fans. So that's that's where we're at. Uh, with that, uh, you know, I'm with you, Ken. Those those would be some really really awesome uh, questions. We'll see what we can do. See oh, by the way, we got to do one quick thing. Our good friend Brian Burkheiser, the the uh, singer from My Prevail, not the screamer. That's Eric, who's also a really cool guy. Both million dollar. Did a concert. Did a concert at Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant this yes. week and. Brian Burkheiser rocked a Detroit Lions podcast shirt at the show. Brian, I know, and Brian watches this faithfully. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thank awesome. you, Riz, for saying that. I, I, I wanted to bring it up, and I didn't. Brian, thank you, man. You, yeah. A friend of the show, Ken, was there and took a picture of it. Um, and Ken, by the way, had really great seats. I'm jealous, Ken. Next time, call me. We'll, we'll go. But, uh, yeah, that was it was really cool to see. Thank, thanks, Brian, and thanks to all the guys and I prevailed there. They're all Lions fans. Yep. Um, Steve, not so much, but, you know. Wings fans, so. Tigers fans. They're, they're yes. Detroit, Detroit Eric, fans. Eric the Screamer is a phenomenally huge Red Wings fan. Like, that's he, he lives and breathes with the Wings. So they are, they are legit Detroit people. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, for real. And, and, and genuinely awesome. Every year with St. Jude, they're super generous. 
Sometimes they don't want to be mentioned because they're just so freaking cool. Um, but they're, yep. they're just they're just great people. And, and and Brian in particular has always has been close. And I and I just I just love him as as a person. It's great to see people who create such awesome stuff just be that great right it's that detroit thing it's 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 there's something there's something about people from the area man so and and just so you know brian i literally last week turned another fan on to you guys he's fully hooked on on your stuff a guy from montreal he had he hadn't heard of i prevail and is all in now and he's buying cds he's he's glad you kicked that rock over. <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt good stuff good stuff i prevail live spectacular show definitely have to see it all right with that again thank you brian love you brother um we want to say, remember, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, $5 a month donation or more gets you access to the Slack chat. It is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. I'm telling you, it's a great group. A couple hundred people, uh, home improvement, um, gambling, um, personal finance. I mean, there's, 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 there's channels, there's beer, some weird rabbit holes there. It's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. And, and, and it's, 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 it's just really good quality content with good people and then of course the lions chat that is just unending like you can't scroll up you just can't keep up but it's, it, there's always something good going on five dollars a month to the patreon gets it if you join as a member on the youtube you also get uh access to it i just screenshot that and send it to chris at detroitlinespodcast.com also if you have a ticket on the 8th of august please help me out for the training camp i appreciate you i might be able to help i have two if you get tickets we'll do the giveaway for that but i might have one on the on the fifth and the third i might have one extra for somebody who could help me out maybe we could do a trade or something but i'm looking for some love on that um also follow us on twitter at det lions podcast and at jeff risden there's that threads thing at jeff risden 19 and at detroit lions podcast that seems to be cooling off pretty quick but we'll see how that goes we're we're, we're yeah, doing some stuff over it's there it's not bad um the, the, the last update was helpful i will give uh that that's zuck right not elon uh, i can't keep i can't keep track of the megalomaniacs i <laughs> yes 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 uh extra for the 17th doug i appreciate that um if you want maybe we can get it to somebody else i i'm not going to be in town on the 17th anymore i got to get my boy back to back to college that's why i'm really antsy to get him to the the giants practice it's kind of our, our last big hurrah before he goes away for the year uh give us a call on skype at detroit lions podcast all one word or call us in the lions line at 248-782-8384 that's 248 248- Rub you fug. I don't know what it means, but I love it. Uh, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast because when you do that, Jeff is just in utter ecstasy because he gets to do what do you do, Riz? I am so happy when I get to come on your ear holes automatically. <laughs> and I'm happy when you get to do that as well to them. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters. Speaking of toasters. I've got one of those Detroit Lions branded toasters. You know how they used to do the smash a uh, import car with a with a hammer, but the sledgehammer back in the seventies. Yes. I yes. think we may need to exercise some demons with that toaster. Maybe at a, one of the post game tailgates or at the. We'll figure out time. Go off a space printer on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that might <laughs> tune in. Hang on. Again, innovation, right? Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problem, sweetheart, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to see you next week and a lot of times between now and then. Thank you all. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How 
big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.